Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Oh, the sales prevention department is rearing its ugly head again, Aaron. Here we are for another episode of the sales prevention department. If you're a listener for any amount of time here, I think we're approaching a year now on our show. We visit this topic about once a month or about every four to six weeks. And it's called the sales prevention department where Aaron and I highlight a company, a business online or off that is legitimately consciously in most cases, or I should say unconsciously in a lot of cases, right? Giving them the benefit of the doubt. They don't often know what's going on, but they're actually preventing and deterring sales from happening inside the business. And we are here to expose them so that you can learn how not to do that. (laughs) Sometimes it's easier to learn through other people's mistakes and realize, hmm, that could be happening in my own business. Maybe I should have a look at that. Yeah, maybe it 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 will motivate me to inspect a certain component of the business that may not be working a certain way. And by the way, most of the time what we see, Aaron, is they don't know what's happening when people, and I'm going to talk about this later, when the phone gets picked up. And that communication is oftentimes a meltdown. When a call comes in. Communication in general, to be honest with you, because you're going to talk about phone today and I'm going to talk about on-site today. Mm -hmm. And they're both communication issues. So... It's how much do you know about the communication that's happening inside of your organization and who is actively in there doing a phenomenal job at preventing sales for your business. (laughs) And by the way, that person needs to be looked at as to whether they should still be on board. But hey, there's a good chance that maybe you, the business owner, did not train them correctly as well. Correct. I had my private mastermind group in Aaron yesterday, my seven-figure mastermind group here in South Florida where I live. They meet with me once a month, six guys, great group. And we were talking about a lot of them drive traffic. A lot of them are agencies. Yeah. So they drive website traffic cold to either a phone call or to a website, to a forum, an opt-in. And where they get frustrated is where they lose control of that process. And you know this world as good as anybody. You can drive the best traffic, the most targeted traffic. You can generate leads at will. But if you're you're sending those leads into a call center or into an office where the pickup and that first impression is a meltdown, it oftentimes is all for nothing. And that's that's where some control gets lost from the business owner or from the marketing company driving the leads is how are they being handled? And that's oftentimes what I see where the biggest prevention takes place. It's right at that first impression is when someone gets involved and now it's manual, is that person capable of having a good quality conversation, being very inviting, being very warm, being very welcoming and getting them to the next step? Representing your brand, yes. informing people properly, et cetera. So I actually have two examples today, even though this is going to be a, a relatively short show. One of them is around communications and one of them is about tracking, which you're going to be like tracking but I'll get to that in a second. So I'm going to kick off the show today with first off a happy Friday to all of our viewers and all of our listeners going into December. Yes. Hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. First show of December, 2021. Yeah. And I'm going to kick it off today with my pool extension, Andrew. So I think, as you know, I have a big pool 
And what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a waterfall off the end into a, an extension that was rectangular. So there was a place in the sun that people could stand. The rest of my pool is in the shade. And we approached a couple different contractors about doing this extension. And we settled on one good, uh, you know, good track record, you know, did some research on them, did some great projects, looked at the projects they've done, so on and so forth. So I said to the owner, this is what I want to have done. Send me a quote, send me a timeline, right? And he said, here's all the stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I looked at the timeline. I thought, this is aggressive. He said, it'll be done in 30 working days. And I said, well, being that we're in the Caribbean, some inventory problems in the world right now, I don't think I'm going to come. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, I think you're looking at more like 60 working days. And no, 30 working days. And I said, look, I'm going away. This is Andrew. Before I came and saw you in Florida, I had this conversation. Really? Right? Really? We're, we're talking about this I'm is July. About, yeah. We're in we're, de we're December. You. You're still on the pool. Right. So oh June, beginning of June is when I talked to this guy and I said, look, I'm going away. I'm going to have to come back and quarantine. I don't want to be quarantining in my house without being able to use my pool. So if you really can get it done in 30 working days, start now. But if you can't, just be honest with me, because if I come back and my pool's not working and I'm in quarantine, I'm going to be pissed. Right. So if you can't just wait until I get back and start then. No. Nope. 30 working days. This is June 1st. 30 he was like days. being, he was being like firm about this, almost a little firm. arrogant about this. I was this, pushing right? back hard. I was like, you, you I don't would think, think a business owner would want that leeway. Absolutely. I'm right? like, I'm not 911. If you want to wait just to be sure, nope. Good to go. <laughs> nope. I said, okay, <laughs> have at it. Right? Went and visited you in Florida. Knew there was no possible way this guy was going to be done. This was now six weeks later. Right? More than 30 working days. Mm -hmm. My pool officially finished, ready, done last week. Okay? I don't know how many working days it is from June 1st to December 1st, but it's not 30. You know? We're in, we're, Aaron, we're into four months. What is that conversation like now? I mean, the relationship's destroyed, well, which is probably where you're going here. Right? So I keep. I'm asking them along the way, what's going on? Like, what's the hold up? Why are people not here? You know, why, why, did you, why, why were you firm about 30 days, four months ago? How about that one? Right. And th these are things I'm bringing up, right? And every time I'm bringing up how slow this is going, his response is to throw his team under the bus. <laughs> so he's Give like, me. I... I told those guys they need to be here. I told those guys, what do you mean those guys aren't there? I told those guys, those guys just don't listen. Those guys are so unreliable. He's going on and I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, right? So when is it, so when are they coming back? When is it gonna be done? When is this part gonna be finished? And every time it's not, it's not happening, he's just throwing this team under the bus. That right. So I'm not here to educate the pool guy. Right. That's not my job. Right. My job is to get what I paid for. But the whole time I'm thinking this guy has zero understanding of communication because as he's throwing his team under the bus, I'm thinking in my head, they're your team. He's you the, are he's the coach. They're his players. You're, you're a player. You're incompetent. 
you trying to push the blame off onto them for them not being good over and over and over again doesn't relieve you of the blame. If anything, now I just think you're an asshole for throwing your team under the bus and you're incompetent because totally. they're your team. So now what? Where are you at with four months? I mean, we're finished. But is right? the pool done? Pool's done. Okay, so four months later. Four months later. And I'm one of those guys where I just kind of tie up the bows, pay the guy, we're done, blah, 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 blah. And he probably thinks I'm super ecstatic because the, the pool looks amazing, right? Like the final product is fantastic, right? But the reality is, am I ever going to refer this guy to somebody nope. else without explaining at minimum this story? Nah. And you know, here's what's going to happen, Aaron. People will come to your pool and say, it probably looks great if I had to guess, right? It does. They're going to say, it looks, wow, who did this custom work on your pool? That's what's coming. What are you going to say? That's what's coming. That's what what's will coming. you say? I'm going to say, well, let me tell you all about it. Because it's a funny, it's funny to me at this point, right? And I'm going to share the whole story. And in their mind, they're going to be going, no, I'm never using this this company. So ever. sales prevention, how how he doesn't see the long tail effect of the amount of people that will come and see that pool. And the first thing they'll say is who did that great? Because they did. if they did great work, people will ask work. about it. Right. But if now, they did it in four months instead of one, that's a problem. From a communication standpoint, right? How I would have approached it differently is very the very much the Jocko Willink scenario because we make mistakes. I make the, mistakes. The extreme ownership approach, by the way, is what Aaron's mentioning there. So that's a great book by a former Navy SEAL. Is Jack yes. a former Navy Jocko SEAL? Willink was a former Navy SEAL. Big um, leadership speaker now, goes into companies, very big consultant now. And it's 100K called, a pop per company consulting them on extreme ownership, right? It's The book is called Extreme Ownership, which we'll link to in the show notes. Sure. So rather than taking no responsibility for it and constantly throwing – his team of Jamaicans, which are probably underpaid to start with, under the bus, how he could have or should have approached it is, I totally you know, underestimated the scope of the project. I didn't know there was gonna be labor shortages with everything there's going on. I didn't know that there was gonna be inventory shortages and shipping was gonna take longer. And I sincerely apologize. We're gonna go as fast as we can. I'm gonna be here on a daily basis, right? He never was here. He was here like once a week right? To ensure that you feel like this experience can be as good as it can be considering the circumstances. Heck, maybe even, maybe even I'll, I'll refund you a little bit of the money or I'll throw you a gift or, you know, I apologize. It's on me. You know, I'm going to take care of it to, to the best of the abilities. And, and I would have respected that because I would have been like, you know, it's construction. Things happen, you know, even in, in my own business. I mean, even yesterday I had a client reach out to me and say, Hey man, like your team's kind of dropping the ball a little bit here. We're a little bit unimpressed with these elements. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. It's not at all the experience that I would expect or you deserve. Let me go speak to them. Let me make sure it's handled. I'll get back to you later today. Met with the team, sorted some things out, had a meeting. The guy messaged me back a half an hour later. Thank you so much for addressing our concerns. It's a sign of a true professional. We're super excited about working with you. We're gonna move forward with a clean slate. Again, thank you so much for bringing it to my attention. We're gonna make sure it's taken care of. Stuff happens. Handled perfectly. In your business, stuff happens, right? But finger pointing at other people as to why it's happening doesn't make you look less justifiable. It makes you look like an idiot, right? Totally, that's your, own, that's your own, those are your own workers that you're paying. 
is your own workers, right? So this guy, the amount of, I mean, Cass, you know me, I, we have people over all the time. Like we're big on entertaining people, right? We can't wait to have a big party to launch this pool. There'll be people here all the time. It's just, this is how we're wired. Everybody's going to ask. They're Everybody's going to hear this story. Man, look at that custom pool. And they're, and, and they're all candidates if they own homes, right? Yep. And they all are. And that's a chunk of money that that guy will pass up on. Total probably, sales prevention from a communication standpoint. I would say probably a million to $2 million. Yeah, and, and so it's two things. So it's sales prevention from a communication breakdown in the middle. Yep. But also a setting expectations breakdown. That's why exactly would you want to be so adamant next. about thirty days when you know it's probably good? Why not under promise and over deliver? Like that's the most common sense thing you could ever do in business. Under promise, over deliver. Give yourself some leeway. Don't put yourself in a bind where you know you're going to piss the client off. I mean, you're already starting at less than zero. Yeah, and 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 I was going to bring that up next, and I'm so happy that I mean this is why we work together, right? Is you touched on exactly where I was going next. Just set the expectation. Be like, look, there's inventory shortages. There's labor shortages. You know, construction's going through the roof right now. Usually, this would be a 30-day job that I could promise for you. But with everything going on right now, it might be 60 to 90. If we get done sooner, awesome. But I really want to set expectations properly here from the beginning. Everybody else who's telling you they can get it done in 30 days, they're probably lying. I see all these issues happening. I want to set the expectations clear from the beginning. If you're okay with that, we'll take the job. I would have been like, great. And on top of that, I would have said, listen, but I can promise you this, whether it's 60 days or 90 days, you will be absolutely ecstatic with the result and you will want to refer us to other people. I would be right. really, I would be really not only setting expectations, but also keeping you excited and enthusiastic about the right. job. Because then I would have looked at the whole thing through a different lens. Totally different right lens. Now. Yeah. I would have said, well, it took a little bit longer than 90 days, but there was a lot going on. He did tell me, but and man, look how it look looks. Good. I can't wait to tell everybody about this, uh, the, the guy who did this amazing pool. Now I'll go even one step further for you. So in addition to expectations, and I know this isn't going to happen, which is going to bring me right to my example in a minute. I know for a fact, you can come back and tell us on the show in a couple of weeks that there will be no stimulation of referral activity whatsoever. Well, there won't, I, there, I, I, I highly doubt it just because I don't think he's competent enough to do it. That's my but point. I, would, I think he would feel embarrassed at this point even asking. Well, he should. I mean, he, he'd have balls to, to ask because he knows you're pissed off, right? But even if it was all done the way you said, I guess I'm asking you a hypothetical. Do you think that you would have gotten something in the mail or you would no have gotten chance. an email or you would have gotten a call from the team Checking in number one and, and saying, hey, we work on referrals. Is there anyone you know that we could – can we – would it be okay if we showed the pictures of your job to a couple people you recommend us? Normally that's done well with a gift that arrives on uh, – when the job is done. Congratulations on your new pool, right? We work on referrals. If you ever – if you know anyone who wants to put an extension on the pool, give us their name and number. We'll offer them a discount or we'll do something for you. Like that's called stimulation of referral activity. And so few do it. It's buy or die, rip through the transaction and on to the next. And and there's zero chance that would there's ever no happen. With this. It should, but it wouldn't. But you just actually reminded me of something which makes it even better. So in the middle of this process, oh, you wow. know, I've got, I've got a hole in the ground and I'm texting this guy going, what is happening? Why are there no people here? You know, <laughs> What, what is going on? And I'm sitting in my office because you know my office looks over my pool, mm -hmm. right? I see these strangers walk in my backyard, okay? Now keep in mind, his company is the company who built the original pool that we put the extension on, which is beautiful. 
by the way, because the original the owners previous to us built the pool and they engaged this guy, which was one of the reasons why I engaged yeah, him because he knew the pool, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm sitting in my office wondering why, where the hell these guys are. And these strangers walk into my backyard. Never seen these people before. Three people, they walk in and they're, they're looking at my pool. And I'm looking at these people going, well, these don't look like pool installers, right? So I walk out on my deck and I'm like, how can I help you? And the one guy says, oh, I'm with uh, XYZ Pool Company. I said, cool. And who are you two? And they said, oh, we're, we're prospective clients. We're looking to build our own pool. And, and, and they told us we could come and have a look at yours. And so, <laughs> I'm so, looking at so he gave them authorization to go look at your pool on your property without talking to you. Without talking this guy to isn't even mentally stable at this point. <laughs> this is beyond. Like, not even just showing up to my door and being like, hey, you know, would you mind if we did? They walked through my gate into my backyard and they're standing there having a good old time looking at my pool. Private property, no less. Are you out of your mind? Wow. Like in Texas, they probably would have been shot. Seriously. Right. <laughs> so I don't have the job you asked me. And you don't even ask me if you can have other people come in so you can use my yard to pitch your next customer. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, he's not He's not playing with a full deck. <laughs> I mean, it's just all around loose screws. I totally forgot about that until you just, you just stimulated that in my brain. Jeez, that's terrible. Sales, prevention. I mean, prevention. if you're a referral business and you're listening to this right now, I would be thinking about every way I could to set expectations the right way. And then I would be thinking about obviously delivering the best product and service I can. And right behind that, how do I now follow that through with gift, follow-up, recognition, pictures, testimonial? Like what – I got them happy. How do I capture that on video or pictures of them like this in front of the pool? Like create Absolutely. a portfolio on your website of happy customers. Like what are the things I can do? Because these guys are artists. I mean how do you well, capture Andrew, your was, art and share this it? This was an 80 80- thousand dollar extension andrew and he treated it like it was a two grand extension right and the other thing that i would take away from this is when you screw up just own it and figure out how to solve it and apologize yep and you know it happens to all of us yeah there's no business that's immune to screwing up happens to all of us just own it figure out what the problem was put new processes in place to ensure it doesn't happen I, i always know you have weak leadership when you can't own a mistake and then flip it and fix it. Find a yep. solution. Yeah. Did this in politics. And the funny thing all- is, is that when you do that the right way, a lot of those people end up becoming your biggest fans. They're happy with the fact that you owned it. You see this in politics all the time when a politician makes a big blunder and they yeah. just keep defending it till the end. And it's like doubling down, doubling down. It's like, are you serious? Just look, go, go be a leader and fix it. You made a mistake. Go get it right. Yep. It's crazy. Anyways, flipping over to mine. So I'm going to tackle the restaurant industry like I often do because I can't seem to wrap my head around how lackadaisical the restaurant industry is with follow-up based on repeat business or big ticket purchases or you know big ticket meals. And I had my private client group in last night. So it's a good example. I'm actually, I saw you were at I'm one actually, of my favorite restaurants. Yeah, yes, I'm actually preempting the sales prevention. Okay. Okay. Even because it's it's too new. What I think they should do and what I know they won't do is about to unfold in the next week, right? So place is packed. They have seven clients in. It's a thousand dollar bill, bottles of wine. It's not a it's not a couple hundred dollar dinner. 
right? So it's a big, it's a big ticket pur- purchase for a, a dinner. And if I'm the restaurant, I could look at my ticket size the next day and, and, and say, who, who can we reach out to based on what they spent? Or I could be smart enough better to find out if I have a real database to find out who's a first time customer and who's a repeat customer and divide my communication that way. So what I would be expecting is maybe it's too much to ask to think I'd get a phone call the next day because that's kind of not scalable if they're doing 400 tables in a night. However, no capture of my email, no capture of any of my information making the reservation. So perfect time, by the way, to capture information is when the reservation is being made. Now, this is a reservation-only restaurant. All I did was give them my name, but you always have to give your number. It's unbelievable to me, Aaron, when you're giving a name and number, even if you just operate by text, to not be receiving text leading up to the uh, reservation. But the biggie is what can happen after the reservation, the thank you, the I hope you enjoyed the meal. Would you rate it? Would you come back? Can we get you to come back and give you 20% off or a free bottle of wine, 50% off a bottle of wine? Again, we're talking today, I think, in this in this show about the stimulation of referral activity. I think that's where we landed, right? That will not happen. There will be no communication. By the way, this is the best Italian restaurant in all of South Florida. I mean, super high-end, pricey, great experience, two waiters per table. They bring the complimentary appetizers, Italian style. Everybody's Italian. The, 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 the after-dinner drinks, stay as long as you want. No rush to move tables. Like they want the sitting on the water on the Biscayne Bay. It's 72 degrees in the the beginning of December, like boats flying around. It's just a great experience. How can you not want to get people back to experience that? I will tell you right now from a sales prevention standpoint, Aaron, that there will be no communication, email, text, or phone ever. And again, this this wasn't a cheap bill. So even if you looked at the big tickets that night and went after those, but I would go after everybody again, like I said in the beginning, is I would be looking at who was the first time and I would, I would be asking it in the beginning. Is this your first time dining with us, Mr. Cass? Oh, no, no, I've been there plenty of times. Okay, he's going on a different list. He's a repeat customer. Yeah, it's our first time. We're in town from Chicago and we heard great things about El Gabbiano and we'd love to, uh, you know, we'd love to try it out. It's our first time. Different list, first time customer coming in. Different list, multi-visitor coming in. We've had him before. And the communication would get split that way. And in my example, if you just did it by text, I mean, we're not even talking about capturing email. I can get to that in a minute. I have a field day with these restaurants. I would triple their revenue in two seconds. I just don't have time, right? But text alone, because you got it at the reservation. But here's what I would do at the table is when you're checking out and you're doing the bill and it's all physical in person, the card, is I I would get the email. I would say, can you give us your best email address? We are going to send you by email a, I'm just throwing this out there, a 50% coupon off your next bottle of wine when you dine with us again. What have I done? On or, the way, or even better, if you dine with us in the next 30 days. Even better. You, you, you get it in a window, right? That's, I like that even better because you get them back quicker, right? So what have I done? And at, at the time of reservation, I have to give my name and my, and my phone number. That's a given. So now I've well, got – I want to stop. I want to stop. I got right phone here. data. Let me finish this one point. I got phone okay. data in the beginning and then on the checkout, I'm grabbing email data. It's like, it's like a double whammy. Now, sure. now that person, me as the customer, I'm in a database – you got the date when I came, you have my email, you have my text, you have follow-up camp. I mean, if somebody just did this as their role, 
If a marketing director came in, and this is a massive restaurant, this is like a, an easy six-figure-a-day restaurant, right, on their busy sure. days, like easily you could bring in a marketing person at five or seven grand a month, which is like two meals, <laughs> right? And they could just architect the making of the reservation data capture, the closing of the bill data capture, and the follow-up to make the person feel like, wow, we, we were honored to have you, and how do we keep you coming back? It's unbelievable the how idea none of that will be happening. Simple and brilliant, and obviously the show is sponsored by our software Pipeline Pro, right? Where you could use Pipeline Pro to be putting this information into a database, emailing them automatically, SMSing them automatically, doing bulk emails, bulk SMSs, sorting them out based on bill size. There's clicks, a million of things you can do, Clicks of right? the mouse. Right? Clicks of the mouse. Once it's set up. Now, yep. even, even if you said this, right? Even if you created a process with your servers, because you know, Andrew, I served at high-end restaurants for a long time when I was younger. Even if you said to your servers, guys, there's a new process we're putting in place. Anybody who eats in your section on any given night that spends more than $1,000, I want you to set aside their receipt and bring it to the attention of XYZ, our marketing director. Good point. Yeah. Segment it by price point now, right? So they've got your receipt. They look at the Rezo book. They've got your phone number. Maybe they've got smart enough to capture your email in some way. And the next day they get uh, just a, you can do this inside of Pipeline Pro with one click of the button. Mr. Cass, so good to see you again. Thank you much, so much for bringing your, your, your group to our restaurant last night. We just wanted to check how your experience was. Oh, my experience was fantastic. Outstanding. Reviews are really important to us. Would you mind leaving us a review on this link? And whether you leave us the review or not, we would love to offer you a free bottle of wine on your Next, if, if you if you come back for dinner in the next 30 days, just Beautiful. to thank you for the wonderful experience that you offered us last night. In fact, we'd like to offer you our best table on November 30th, which is a Saturday night. Would you like to confirm that and claim this free bottle of wine? We'd love to see you again soon, right? You'd be like- By the way, I would be booking that reservation for me and my wife to go back within the next two or three weeks. That's what I would be doing. So you would automate, I would bet in that example, which was great, by the way, that you would get 20 to 30% of the people who just left within 48 hours booking their next reservation within the 30 days. I love your idea of the deadline. So it's not lingering. Right. Or you throw in, you know, this offer expires in 60 days or whatever. You've seen that before with different offers. Sure. But here's the thing. We talk about this all the time on the show. All of this is the stimulation of more buying activity, increasing customer value, and keeping sales coming back again and again and most again and again and it again. would have made you feel special instead of just a number another another sheep rolling through the rest they of are the just so busy right in the right now of the moment running around like a chicken with their head cut off just saying thank you when you walk out the door and then they're on to the next reservation and they're on to friday night and they're on to saturday night and there's no thought given to look at all the valuable customers that we could get back with incentives that we could get back with offers that we could make happy, we could get great referrals. I mean, it's all, I can't even imagine the amount of revenue that, 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 that could be boosted by just these little things alone. Now, it takes work, it takes getting a system in place, number one. Our system would do it, any, any CRM system would do it. Ours is the best, so I'd use ours. We have the most amount of tools, text, voice broadcast, email, all of it, right? All in one place. But any system will do it, but once you get the software in place, then it's a matter of, okay, who's going to architect it? And, and very few of these restaurants, in my example here, have a marketing person who can architect what I call the art of follow-up and follow-through. And that to me is the most valuable spend I think you could have 
in a brick and mortar restaurant, repeat business kind of a business. And, and, and so few do it. Very few look at their business like a marketing enterprise. They look at it like a brick and mortar. When we're open, they'll come and we'll just, just do the best we can and we'll just make as much money as we can. But there's no real thought to how do we scale this thing? How do we build a database which makes it super valuable? They don't have a database. They don't have a database. They don't well, have their customers and, and anywhere. Back in the day when you had small restaurants, you and I both know this, the restaurant that you would always go back to is the one where you walked in and they knew your name. Mr. Parkinson, it's so nice to see you back. You almost became friends with the owner. They sure. sat you down, take good care of this guy. He's a good guy, blah, 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 right? And and now a lot of it has become very churn and burn. But if yes, you implemented this technology in place, you would still give people the same feeling of that old school you know, pressing flesh, shaking your hand scenario, but you could do it in an, almost a completely automated fashion, right? And nobody does this. I find that like nobody does this until things start going bad. Yeah, they panic and they do it, right? Why would you wait until things start going bad? Do it while you're while you're hot, so you stay perpetually hot mm -hmm. for a decade. Don't wait until people are unimpressed with you and they move on to somewhere else because it's very hard to get them back. So be proactive in this kind of stuff, not reactive. Don't think, oh, we're so hot, we're riding the wave, we don't need to do anything. No, you, you, you got a short time in the sun, traditionally. So take advantage of it and elongate it by some of these processes that we're talking about and you'll have a long time in the sun. I mean, I keep coming back to these. Now listen, I could be wrong. I'll report back next week. I could get contacted today. I may get any, well, they don't have my email address. By the way, I've been going here for 15 years, so I'm probably beating a dead horse. This has never happened, right? <laughs> um, and I love these guys and the, you know, just they do a great job. They're, they really care. You can tell you get in there, they care to take care of you. But it's amazing how, how little care goes into the, the post experience. Right. And that's really what we're talking about here. Same with the pool, same with the restaurant is, is, is in your business, what is the post purchase experience? This is what we're talking about here. Sales prevention isn't just about preventing a sale at the onset. It's about preventing future sales because of the referral stimulation we're talking about right here. Aaron's guy is not getting a referral for the pool. I will continue to refer this restaurant, Il Gabbiano, because I love it and I always do. Because restaurants, I guess I have a, a looser leash, I guess, if you will, right? I'll, I'll continue yeah. to refer them because it's just great food, great experience. I would like to see, I would love to see, and I would be more enthusiastic about referring if the follow-up that we just talked about today was in place. But it doesn't matter. You don't need to be a restaurant to tackle these strategies. You just need to have a customer experience process that takes place after the sale. And most of you listening, you might be like, oh my gosh, this is a huge wake-up call for me. I don't have anything like this in place. I get a buyer or I get a client and like we just go do the work and like we're done and we, we finish it and we're on to the next one and there's no gift, there's no referral process, there's no follow-up, there's no stimulation of what's next, there's no offer. There's no making like, them feel special. Yeah, I mean, there's no validating their great decision by working with you. There's no reach out. I mean, it's so rare today that we see any of what we're talking about. And it's a huge opportunity for growth and a bigger opportunity for differentiation. And that's the key today with all the choices we have out there today. If you don't do these things, you will not become unique and different, which is really the ultimate thing you should be after in business is how do I become more unique and more different? So I, so I get attention and so I, I stay relevant. So few do it today. They just get caught in the rut of being like everyone else, doing the bare minimum and wondering, why can't I have that breakout year? Because you're not doing breakout things. <laughs> That's the reason. 
Well, and and I'll I'll add one more layer to that, right? I'm a you and me both, I think, are huge promoters. We're huge promoters of anything we love. Can't keep our mouth shut, right? If you think about everybody being the opportunity to be a massive promoter for your business, then what you want to do is you want to make them feel like they've bonded with you. Make them feel special. Tell them you have a referral program. You know, incentivize them in some way. Really, it's about creating that feeling of like that tribal feeling of like, I really like these guys. I really like how I felt in my experience with them. I really want to share that experience with other people, right? Andrew, you know, my agency has run zero ads in five years, right? Eight figure business, zero ads. Meaning Why? We, we, what you mean is you've not run any ads to promote yourself because you grow organically from within. I just wanted to get that clear Correct. Because you're an ad agency, but you don't run any ads. People are like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Zero, <laughs> right? Yeah. We spend 10 million a month on ads for our clients, but we run zero, right? Because I'm constantly doing my best to, to create the best experience for them and letting them know, hey, you know, we have a great referral program. If you know anybody that, that we could help, we'd love to talk to them. You know, if your experience has been great, we'd love you to share it with them. I, I do my best to make them feel special and invest in them. And as a result, I'm always on a one month wait list, minimum. It isn't, it isn't rocket science. And here's the deal, last thing I'll say is, this stuff should be embraced because so few will do it. The best part about it is, I think it was, I don't remember who where I heard this from, I think it was from Dan Kennedy years ago. He said, embrace sophistication. Why? Because no one else will. And when you get through, like this is sort of sophisticated what we're talking about, right? There's tech that would need to go in place. There's manpower. There's expertise. You and I could do it in a week, right? right. But putting the people in place to architect and get right, there's some sophistication involved. Most people resist that. I would embrace that because once you get a system like this in place, you are stealth and you will have no competition. There will be no other, in my example, restaurant, pool in your example, pool, pool um, designer, whatever, architect. There will be nobody else that does it this way which means you will have the bulk of the business and you will have very little competition and they, and you will be way more rememberable. You will be Absolutely. more memorable to anybody any day because they go, remember what they did for us after the deal was done, after they had the dinner, after the pool. That's the piece that they remember the most. You have a black eye. You have a stain from this guy. Like this guy, like you have a black eye for the pool company right now. Well, and I want to, and, and I was going to end the show right here, Andrew, but I want to end it with a, an, an opposite example because you just spurred my memory. Okay. I have a friend down here as an amazing, um, construction company. It's called encompass. You know, sometimes he watches this show, so maybe I'll, I'll throw him out there. So he builds high end properties, like really elite design, blah, 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 blah. Right. So he was building this property that's called a deck house on the Ritz Carlton's property, right? We're talking, these houses are five to 9 million, mm -hmm. right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. So he was building the house through COVID. So the people who engaged him to build it didn't live on the island. So they're getting updates through email, through Zoom, through phone call. They've never experienced the house yet, right? So they finally open the island. These people can come and see the house. The house is finished. They're coming in at six o'clock at night. It's now be getting dark, right? And 
they're just like, hey, we're, we're flying all day. We're going to get in at six, blah, 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 blah. Um, can, we, can, like, can we all meet together and we'll go over to the house? And his wife, who's a, a very high-end realtor, one does the construction, one's a realtor, right? She says, no, you cannot. We have not built this house for a year. Your dream house for you to show up jet-lagged, tired, rolling with your bags, look at it in the dark. It's not happening. What you're going to do is we've got you a room at the Ritz. We paid holy. for it yourself. We're going to pick you up in a car. We're going to take you to the Ritz. We're going to order you some food. You're going to have sleep. You're going to get up in the morning when the sun is out. And we're going to go and see this thing the way it should be done. And they were like, wow, that is wow. what I call authority. Right? And these people were ecstatic because these guys understand experience. Mm. They understand the experience of engagement. Same group, never run an ad in their life. All referral, all five to $10 million properties. And people are raving about them, I bet. Raving. Yes. About them. And that, therein lies the lesson that we'll leave off with is how do you get folks to rave about you post-purchase experience, experience leading up during, really we focus today mainly on that post-experience, game changer. Absolutely. And what's going to happen with the pool guy? Goose egg. What's going to happen with one of my favorite restaurants? Hate to throw them under the bus, but hey, if you if you get on the sales prevention department, nobody said it was going to be easy. Goose <laughs> egg is what's going to happen, right? And I hate to say, I'll be back. Don't worry, guys. I'm, I'll be back. I love the place, but boy, oh boy, would I be just they, you know, yelling what? from of, the rooftop of, if I... Instead of a one-week wait list for reservations there right now, if you were there, it'd be a month. There you go. Right. And it would have every high-ticket spender in the city going there because they all would have been taken care of and they would have felt bonded to the... To the and to and the I just... I, I can't even believe the repeat revenue that would take place when these things happen. It's unbelievable when you get a system like this in place, folks. So we're going to leave it there. A little bit of sales prevention today. Went a little longer than we thought. We get we get we get passionate about throwing companies under the bus. I mean, we, get, <laughs> um, we don't do it. The disclaimer is we don't do it to be mean. We do it to be instructive for you, the viewer. And uh, we'll we'll visit this this sales prevention topic about every month, every six weeks or so. Hope you enjoyed this one. All past episodes are at salesvelocitytv.com. Live every Friday in the public Sales Velocity Facebook group. <clears throat> that's Andrew, that's Aaron. I'm Andrew, and we will see you guys next week on the next episode of Sales Velocity TV. Have a great one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.